I do want to touch a little bit on two other things. Penis vagina. That's a Jade Tilly thing. Is it hitting you like right about now? Yeah. You have convinced people that I love talking about fun stuff. I I tried to uh, insert it here and there. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's time for another exciting and we're number one with the middle finger episode of between two butts the podcast that lets nothing slip between the cracks i'm jay tilly and i'm live in the man cave in manassas virginia with me as per usual, is my gal pal from the dmv theater scene she's the lady butt stuff to my captain butthurt she's that gemini who's a little sweet and a little catty and she's got fresh taco bell in her tummy <laughs> Lord, what's gonna happen this episode she is becca harney hello many meows everyone happy friday yeah it's a, it's a special friday evening edition yes between super two butts. exciting are, is it is it hitting you like right about now? No, I've I've said it once and I'll say it again. Taco Bell does not affect me like the other fast food places do. Okay, and what did you have at Taco Bell? I had my huge. Oh. I had my cheesy gordita crunch and chips and cheese and a small soda. Bring back the Mexican pizza. I know you don't like it as much. I as don't. Yeah, do, it's not my I, favorite. Oh, I love the Mexican pizza. I'm with you, Jay, bro. Hundred percent. Well, for those of you, thank you, sir. Uh, For those of you who are new to a little podcast, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you. For those of you returning, don't know why the fuck you came back. We're glad you did. Thanks for coming back. Uh, Becca and myself, we love discussing things that make us the stars, theater, cosplay, improv, and so much more. But at the end of the day, it comes down to juvenile things. It comes down to witty things. It comes down to things like Taco Bells. But it comes down to butts, 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 butts. Stuck in the middle of all that. The voice you just heard, the voice of God. He is our fabulous producer and editor. He's also known lovingly as the Godfather, the Professor, the Western Virginia Treat, the Master of Old Tammy. On the WNDO Trail, he's a rover, wanderer, nomad, vagabond, call him what you will. He's the Levi Man, and of course, he's in the comic strips. He's our stripper. He is Mr. Tice Rust. And if you're really daring, he's Grice Rust because Grice, G R I C E, according to the British, is to collect objects or visit places connected with trains and railways. And as we know, Mr. Tice constantly roams the WNOD trail in Ruston and collects beautiful images with his phone that he shares with all of us on the interwebs. Oh, I like that a lot. And the WNOD is a former railway. Yeah. And so so when I saw that, I'm like, that's perfect. (laughs) Wow, you really did some digging there, Tilly. He oh, did. Yeah. I am impressed. I'm so pleased. Although I would be more <laughs> pleased if you'd asked me what I got at Taco Bell, because <gasps> did you I also go to Taco, Taco Bell, Bell too? Yeah, it okay. was right in the it was right in the group chat. Okay, I didn't see it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I had uh, a soft <laughs> beef taco, and okay. I had a um. Oh, it was the cheesy. Bean and rice burrito. Okay. Which is Those like I've heard, amazing. I've heard that one is really good. Yeah, it's like the uh jankier twin sister of the <laughs> bean burrito. 
There you go. There's nothing wrong with, with being a little janky. Yeah, no, not it's at like, all. It, it's like the bean burrito, but it added a little bit of uh, nacho cheese sauce to it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. You, you've heard that joke, right? What What's cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. Yes, of yes. course I have. Yeah. That, that's a, a Melissa York uh, Tilly joint. That's a, For our listeners, that's my wife and our creative consultant. Um, I really like, I, I know this is probably the worst thing to put in your body, okay? But in addition to the Mexican pizza, I love Taco Bell's cheese sauce with the nachos. I don't even want to know what's in it. Well, that's that's, the, my, no, that's, that's that's exactly what they put into the cheesy bean and, bean and rice burrito. Yeah. Which is but why it's, I, I, it's yeah. that Velveeta, like it's not natural at all. It's probably the worst thing you can eat, even on keto, but. Chips, chips and cheese. That's the same cheese they use and it's wonderful. Yeah. Nacho cheese, and it's not God's cheese either. That's it's made. It's made up cheese. <laughs> we don't Artificial know. Cheese. We don't know whose cheese it is, but it's good cheese. Right. It's real good cheese. I well, speaking of um, speaking though. of good cheese, guys, we have another mystery guest with <gasps> us, and I, I don't know what uh, he has to do with cheese, but that just seemed like a really good segue. So that was a really good segue, Jay. Yeah, yeah but Becca, you know, segue. as always. You have to give us a segue. So give us a segue into our special guest. Um, I'm full. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so guys, our next guest is a friend of myself and Mr. Tice from the improv, improvisational, improvisational, I should say, comedy. Uh, we have appeared with him many times in comedy sports and the blue show, improv shows, among other improv events, including a night of comedy right here in Manassas, Virginia at the Art Factory a few years ago. Not only is he a talented improviser and fun to work with on and off stage, like Mr. Tice, he is one of my old reliables, one of the first improvisers I will always recruit when putting together an improv show because A, I know he's going to be funny and do a great job, and B, if I fuck up, I know he's going to save my ass. <laughs> and if that wasn't impressive enough, him and his beautiful wife, Kathleen, don't know how the hell he pulled that off, but that's another topic for another time. They're not only great swing dancers, they are competitive swing dancers. If I remember correctly, they've actually won or placed very high in swing dance competitions. In fact, their first dance at their wedding was a swing dance. And Melissa and I both agree it's the most impressive first dance at a wedding we've ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever seen. Dude flipped Kathleen. Yep. In her wedding dress. And uh, one thing I'm going to add right now that he reminded me during pre-production, he's quite the photographer, just like Mr. Tice. Lastly, he and I have always played the fun game of who can give the other the middle finger first in the most creative ways possible, which is why this is a weird number one episode with the middle finger. <laughs> he is Mr. Matt McDermott. Snaps. Yay! Welcome wow. to the show. Yes. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> doing Yay. good, man. I didn't know if you caught that or not. I did, yes. You did, the, yeah. Uh, actually, even, even before you came on, I was like, oh, I know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do about that bit right. between the two of you. Yep. It was always uh, so, Becca, backstage, it just became the, I don't know how it started, Matt, but like what we would do is we would just try to sneak the middle finger to each other. And even like if we, our backs were turned on stage, just, that was always the competition. He would get me a lot. Like I wouldn't be expecting it. He'd be like, hey, I'm your number one fan or just something. You know, I told you one time, you know, he would always get me. I don't know how it started, but it was fun. It was like our thing, you know. I love that. My, yeah, it was also my favorite. It's like, Jay, if I've told you once, I've told you twice. <laughs> you just do this one thing for me. 
Perfect. Know, it's like, it's like some variation of it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. just, just, just because I love hearing Jay laugh so much, just enjoys <laughs> jovial laugh. Like anything I can do to get Jay laugh, I'm just like, oh, I just, I gotta do it. That was just my, oh, wait, that's like a trigger. It's like a light switch for Jay. I'm like, oh, I gotta do this more often. <laughs> well, that's kind of what Tyson and I do on the show. We try to trigger Becca, but it's like not in a good way. No. <laughs> we try to get her to, if we can get Becca, Becca to say, agrees. It, Becca I don't agree. She says no like a cat, like, no! No! Yeah. That's what sorry, we try to do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Matt, sorry, Matt, meet Becca. Becca. Yes, hello! Becca. Meet Matt, Hi. officially on the air. Yes. What's happening? Hello. You guys are fellow cat fanciers. Yes, I see a kitty in the corner. Yes, that is Scarlet. She's in the corner. So I've got a dog right by my foot. I have a hedgehog by my other foot, uh, or a hedgehog cage anyway. And then I've got Scarlet in the corner. So I have all three animals in my office right now, which this never happens. This is really weird. That's amazing. It's like a menagerie. Yeah, I love it. It is. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, and of course, Scarlet is the, um, she's kind of the, I don't want to call her the broken one, but she's the one who... Uh, she wheezes, she sneezes. She actually has kitty herpes, but nobody ever told us that before we adopted her. We took her to the vet. And uh, they were like, oh, no, no, she doesn't have asthma. She just has, um, you know, just a the little other thing. We're like, oh, that's all good. But we love her. So, it, so before the show, Becca was telling us that Echo was having some asthma issues. Yeah. She's, yeah. But does Echo have herpes? Is that the deal? Is no, Echo, like, well, I don't around? know. I don't know. She might be a big slut. And we don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, Wait, what are you saying she about gets around. I know. Wait a second. Like a no, record. No. I'm totally kidding. Um, no, I just, she wheezes when she breathes and it's getting worse. So I think I've done research and tonight we're going to sleep with a little humidifier on. I'm such like, <laughs> I, but if it gets worse, I'm definitely going to take her to the emergency vet. And they've already warned me that it'll be $130 because it'll be after hours. <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, you know, because Claire Danes is working at the vet and she has to go meet the lady at 3 a.m. Yes. The, the cat just has to be treated now. And see, that's when the Terminators show up and all hell breaks loose. I mean, so maybe I don't want to show up at 3 a.m. Right, exactly. I want to show up at like 1 a.m. So anyway, uh, Mr. Matt, uh, just a quick disclaimer, because uh, we know that that your reputation within the world of the improv and swing dancing photography and just life in general is impeccable. You know, you are a model citizen. That's about to change right now. I was going to say, I'm glad you think so. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know, but now that you're appearing on Between Two Butts, just a disclaimer, it's probably going to kill your career and your reputation. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're happy to have you here. Yay. Absolutely. We're going to start, as always, like, like James Lipton inside the actor's studio. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, can you tell us, uh, you know, did it start with improv or did you do any theater or other performing? Tell us about your, your time in entertainment. Oh my goodness. Okay. So my theater experience goes all the way back to the sixth grade where I was in a (laughs) uh, private Baptist school and I was one of the main lead performers in a Christmas play that was called the Clink and Chanel Christmas Bell. It was, uh, (laughs) I'll just wait, it's better. You want to just say that one more time? Yeah. It was called the Clinkenschnell Christmas Bell. Not even kidding. Um, that's what it was called. Wow. So, so the premise is. I'm putting that on my theater bucket list. 
it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's about four kids that um, they encountered this uh, wooden German statue called the Klinkenschnell, and they accidentally activate it, and it goes through this time warp scenario. And these four kids are transported back into the time of like Jesus' birth. And so not like now we're like recalling all the, or we're seeing all these events in real time as they're happening. So it's like, you know, these kids are just like, oh my goodness, there's the shepherds. There's the wise men. Wait, how many years have passed since then? Oh, well, let's just keep it consistent. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is this like great. an, is this like an original work or is this an actual thing we could find? Oh yeah, you can find it. It's okay. Uh, I'm no, going to propose Prince William Little Theater or the Art Factory do this. I want to be in it. Okay. I, I am This impressed. is the best Christmas pageant ever. Yeah, this oh, is it, amazing. It was great. And I feel so bad because I think back to it because uh, I have a friend of mine. I won't say his name on air just to not embarrass him, even though it's been I don't know how many yeah, years. Yeah, we, we certainly don't do that on this show. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, this poor guy, so he, we ended up using him as the Klinkenschnell. So we had to put him in like later hosen, the hat. We put like little dots on his cheeks and everything. He had like the oh, nose no. and everything. Hi, that's going to be your part. Perfect. And then I felt so bad for him because not only was he dressed up, but he had to stand there super still like a statue for the whole play. And this oh, wow. is like, like perfect this is a good, like hour and a half long play. So he was just there. I think he had like one moving part where we were transported back in time or something, but that was yeah. it. I can do that. that Poor guy. What role were you? Uh, I was the role of Josh. So I was one of the four kids that got transferred back in time. But I was like, I was described as the macho Josh, even though I was like a super skinny sixth grader. It was just like, <laughs> like all right, come on, everyone. Let's go. We got to get to here before this person's mom comes to pick us back up. You know, like, okay, so you were the you were the Fred of that Scooby gang. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. sounds about right. I think I was the first name listed. So I give myself, you know, full... Full top billing on that one. Does so that does that go on your resume now when you audition for? I things? hope so. You know, absolutely. The only problem is I don't know how to spell Klinkenschnell. So it's well, I was going to ask you, Klinkenschnell. Okay. You know, yeah, nobody okay. else does either. Becca, Becca is our Google. That, you know, that's fair. I could just, just put whatever. Nobody would it's, know. I know it started with a K, so because it is German, I did figure that out. I was googling it, and there is a production, a few productions online. So yes, that's amazing. I definitely want to check this out. I also want to do, I'd like to adapt Krampus for the stage. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I think Krampus could perfect. be a lot of fun. Yes. It's a fun I for the whole family. Why not rework the Clinking Schnell Christmas bell to have Krampus in it? I think I so. I love this idea. No, I'm all for it. Maybe we can go back in time to the time where, where uh, Krampus was actually written and we'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the right? first time we ever see <laughs> the Krampus emerge. <laughs> And then right before the show, Jay can have Taco Bell, and then he'll get Krampus. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, like I think I know what, what Tice is going to call it. I think I know what the title of this episode is going to be when it comes to I think so. Krampus. Taco <laughs> Bell causes Krampus. Okay, so, so Clinker Snell Christmas, right? A star is born, Mac McDermott. So yes. what happens after this, after sixth grade? Do you, more theater, or are you getting into improv yet? What's happening? So what happens after that? So I go to high school and uh, my parents put me in sports. So I have no time to do theater. So sports I do ball. Theater. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Silliest thing in the world, right? So I did tech instead. Uh, we went to state one year, got runner up for Voices of the Titanic. So close. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, it was a really, really cool production about it was a one act. So we went to states and it was. So wait, this is about the Titanic? 
Yeah. So what it was, it's, okay. it's kind of like the, um, it's kind of a reenaction of all the quotes from the actual people on the Titanic, just all kind of crammed into one big one act play. Yeah. And one yeah. Of the, it was really well done. One of the problems we ran into those, you know, when we rehearse it at our school, everything was great tech wise. It was a very tech heavy production though. And the minute you moved it to another theater, I mean, it, it kind of worked, but then the, some of the lights didn't go off. Like we had a um, good one scene where a flare goes off, but and the lights were supposed to flash on and on. That didn't happen. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and oh, and then like at the very, very last, the very peak, like everyone's fighting each other, struggling to get the lifeboats. And then someone's supposed to fire a starter pistol and the lights are supposed to dim. Well, so of course, <laughs> what happens with starter pistols every single time in any yep. live production, it doesn't yep. work. Yep. So we, yep. so the mini fires a click, click, <laughs> click, yep. bang, yep. and then the lights go off. Like, <laughs> so that's why we got runner up and not. Uh, you know. That's that's the only reason now, that seems awfully silly. I, I have to ask you: Did anyone get mad? Did the Titanic sink? First of all, well, so yeah, I mean, it, okay. as much as I could have, I mean, we we couldn't show the actual Titanic sink. Everybody was right. on deck, you know. We're right. All <laughs> are you asking in general, like historically, if the Titanic sink? Or are you asking no, for I, stage I, purposes? No, the reason, the reason I'm bringing this up is I was at uh, I was at Sweeney Todd rehearsal the other night, and one of the guys in the show with me was telling me a story about I think it was like a young relative of his, like a young cousin or something, nephew mm-hmm. or something, or niece who had never seen Titanic before, never seen the movie, right? And he didn't know that the Titanic sank, but somebody mentioned the ship sinking. Well, thanks for spoiling the movie. What? Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys okay. didn't spoil it for anyone. Yeah, no, I no, mean. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think um, actually the starter pistol fired like right when everybody's about to struggle. And then that's it. That's where we cut it. And then, right. Oh, and then actually, well, no, then actually then like we, um, so lights dim spotlight comes on. That was my job spotlight. I spotlight nice. everybody. So everyone would come on to a quick little monologues. Like, you know, I play the so-and-so this person died that night. That one fades. I go to the next person. Next yeah. person comes on this person, this person died that night. Next person, <laughs> next, it's just, it just goes on. And you're like, Oh shoot. That's a, uh, pretty morbid what a depressing like, show yeah right like we're all holding candles and everything and at the very end we fade and it's just like this beautiful um we had this like beautiful instrumental music i think it's like the meet joe black soundtrack uh, yeah. oh, yes. that and it's like yeah it's like very very dramatic the lights nice. go down the candles yeah. are lit and then there's a small little beat where they're orchestration oh you know it's just so beautiful i actually Everybody really love stuff off. like that i mean I, i've always yeah. been really interested in the history of the titanic but also just doing shows like that like memory type shows remembrances mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. So that sounds really cool, especially for high school, right? I mean, yeah. And, and so parents and everyone should, they're they probably really moved, right? You're probably getting a great reaction. Yeah. I mean, it was basically just because, you know, it was state. So it was basically just us and like three judges. But, you know, right. <laughs> I'm, sure they were, they're, they're, I'm sure they're very moved as they're doing. I'm sure they were very moved. We've got a theater career going. It sounds like you're both an actor and a techie. So I didn't realize you'd done as much theater. I, I just yeah. lots of improv for you. But I'm not shocked. Yeah. I, I can see you. Being great in the theater, you should join us in the theater. Ah, you know, I, I've never actually like considered doing a full on theater. I really want to one day. It's just, um, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like, oh man, it's like I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely have to hit you up on that though. That'll well, we are working good. on we are workshopping "But Hurt the Musical," which stars Beckham. I think there's a role. No, in there. it's well, okay. sign me up. I mean, that's all you had to say, right? See. <laughs> I See, Becca, how, people want no, to do this show. I love how we have convinced, excuse me, you have convinced people that I love talking about butt stuff. And that is like, 
That's a Jay Tilly thing. That he's the one. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, let me tag back in all the butt stuff. Things. Right. And I was like, that's not me. But you that giggle at Jay- it. You, I you, do because you like the humor. Who doesn't find butt stuff funny? Like, Jay, do you think we can find a part for a, a macho jock type? I would this, love that. In, in that's what that's exactly what I was thinking. Definitely. So 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 Matt, your cast, congratulations. I'm sure yes. Kathleen oh, so will be excited. thrilled. Your family will be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be so proud of no, you. No, I'm sorry. Please, please, please continue. So you're journeying through the theater. Improv is coming up. I was going to say with butter, but you know, I'm starting to think why <laughs> maybe they didn't put me in theater in the first place. Right. Maybe go right. for sports ball instead. It's like, right. <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, skipping over the improv. So, I mean, I was always a big, big watcher of whose lines anyway, even just from mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure it's like from junior high on. And the only yeah. reason I remember it was junior high is because we told my teacher about it. So this is still the same private Christian school, but like very, very, you know, right. very, very conservative, you know, very like no school dances, no drinking for the staff, you know, none of that kind of thing. Right. Right. So I remember watching an episode and we were telling my teacher <laughs> about it and she's like, what is this thing you guys are all watching? So she goes home and watches it. And of course that's the one night where they have the too hot episode where they go extremely raunchier more than um, ever. Well, yeah, yeah, they go, they go full blue oh. show. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she comes in the next day and she's like, what is this? You all right. I ought to call your parents. And I like, oh shoot. Note to self. <laughs> that's what happens to us on this show. They're like, I'm going to call your parents. If, Cause I'm actually glad my parents don't listen to this or. Oh, mine too. They, they uh, know I have a podcast, but I've told them it's, it's not for you. Because my, my, my parents, and I know Kathleen will appreciate this, are very uh, old conservative Catholics, you know. Yes. Yeah. So you, that's right, because you married into our world. You know, me and Becca come from the land of Catholicism. Um, yes. Very nice. Yeah. So, yes. And Kathleen and I have had great conversations about that. So, and I, I feel like she, I feel like she loves me, but she, she, she worries about me. She, you know, she's trying to steer me in the right direction. <laughs> I've definitely heard your name mentioned in a couple of the prayers. I, I, I think, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard a few like, oh, Lord, please pray for Jay Tilly. And right. Your, your name is definitely um, save, on save Jay from himself. It's like, it's like the beginning of it's a wonderful life when everybody is saying a prayer for, for Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> except it's Jay Tilly. Well, just Jay tell, Tilly. tell Kathleen that I do, I, I do. I do ask Jesus to fix it. Like when, when the line at Duncan is really long, I say, fix it, Jesus. And I, and next thing I know I'm getting my coffee. Um, he doesn't really listen to me during Cowboys games. Um, because I no. you know, they, they would have won a lot more championships by now, but like, yeah. does that count as praying? Like, please, Jesus, if we could just uh, win I, I this one game. more cursing than anything in your case, Jay. I, I don't think that I think counts, so. Unfortunately, I, I think where's he's that, deaf ear. Where's that damn it doll? Right. <laughs> My mom has one too. It's okay. Not not for that. It was when not she was for working. sports ball. Right. No, it's when she was working at a law firm. She bought herself one because she's like these stupid clients. <laughs> so, anyways, you're getting in trouble with your teacher. Okay, so whose line is it anyway? Brilliant show. Okay, so yes, this kind of this sparks your interest in the improv. It does, and unfortunately, yeah. like I'm originally from a, uh, you know, I'm from all over. I'm from a, I'm a Navy kid, but uh, at that time we were living in Go Omaha, Navy. Nebraska, which is Me unfortunately. Too. Um, not really a city known for its improv. It, it actually has a couple theaters now, as far as I know, but back then it just, it was a wasteland for improv theater. So nothing in the high schools, nothing in college. And I'm sorry, which town? 
Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Oh, oh that's right, because you're mm. a University of Nebraska guy. I, yeah, I remember absolutely. that now. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you have trouble looking down the map, pull out of the United States, put your finger dead center in the middle of it, you're in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm not even kidding. It is the furthest from any ocean you can possibly get yeah. in the United States. It that pretty is much where is. I'm from. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so not a lot, not a lot of like theater and improv in that area. So from yeah, there. When did you when did you really get involved in it? Well, you know, I, I tried to uh, insert it here and there. So I remember my senior year of high school, uh, I did insert a uh, improv game into a special project we had to do. So my uh, senior th- um, teacher was actually the former drama teacher. So yep. she was actually kind of a little more outside the box with some of her assignments. We were in the County Monte Cristo at the time. And so her assignment was, okay, you're going to get in groups of four and you're going to reenact a scene from the book. And I can't remember which scene we did. I want to say it's the one where Dantes is arrested. And so we all kind of get together and she's like, okay, we well, just put a little spin on it if you want to just do something fun. So me being the brilliant person I am decided to say, Hey guys, let's do an improv game called Hollywood director. So <laughs> how the, how the game works is you start the scene normally, but then this like screaming, ranting lunatic director comes and goes, cut, 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 cut. Ah, oh, that was terrible. You guys all suck. You know, <laughs> he does this whole thing. He says, all right, well, here's what we need. We need a little more dramatic flair. We need a little more, let's do it like, you know, and they change the scene genre. Uh, so I it, kinda, it's, it sounds a little bit like New Choice kind of, or like, or what was the other game we it played? It's kind of like Styles. Time? Yeah. It's, it's styles. Like yeah, styles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, except you do the scene again. You do the whole scene again as, instead of, you know, continuing the same scene. But Right, um, right. So, yeah, so I would run there as a crotchy director. Like, oh, God, God, you guys all suck, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, so we, we do this normal scene of just, like, Edmund Dantes being surrounded by guards. He gets arrested. He gets hauled off. I mm-hmm. go in. I say, all right, let's change it up. Let's make this a film noir scene. Let's change it up and get a little more dramatic flair. So, yeah, imagine, you know, kind of like Christo mm-hmm. trying to be a film noir. Like, everybody's walking away <laughs> slowly, <laughs> do, doing the smoking, the cigarettes. Like, yeah. well, I would come, but I'm afraid you're going to have to catch me first. You know, that, that whole, like, <laughs> 1940s flair. And then I come out, I was like, all right, no, no. Come, come. And I remember the other two styles we did. I, yeah. gosh, I'm trying to remember. It's a great sounding game, though. I like it. Yeah, it's really fun. I want to say one of them was something like Sesame Street or something childish. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah. so it's like, kids, I'm being arrested. That starts at the letter A or something. <laughs> I'm on meth. That sounds like in, it starts with an M. <laughs> that sounds like Avenue Q. That's right. Yes. <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> So did that go over well? And that's what prompted you, you know, I need to keep, I need to keep doing this, this improv thing. I'm, I'm feeling it. I think I'm good at it. Yeah. Well, you know, I definitely feel like I've always wanted to do it. And uh, so it wasn't until years later to after I graduated college, uh, they moved out to this area. And I was like, you know, I'm in this big city now. I'm right near DC. Yeah. You know, I know they do stand up comedy classes. I wonder if they do improv classes. And sure enough, I looked on the internet and that's where I found the comedy spot. Ah. And, uh, I was like, oh, wait a minute. They're, they do. Cl- it's starting in a week. Well, sign me up then. I mean, yeah. it was it was kind of weird because like at that point in my life, I was still really young. I was still very life inexperienced and I was still like very timid about a lot of things. Like, but like before I even knew it, I had already signed up. I'm like, oh yeah, all right, I'm doing this. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like, great. 
So you started with some of the, because I remember we all met. Did you start Comedy Sports TNG? For our listeners, that was the next generation. That was like the 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 training team yeah. training to be on the main stage. So did you start when Tice and I started? I think it was like 2012, right, Tice, I think? And That'd was, be about right, yeah. 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 I, can't, I, I feel I like was, you were there near the beginning, if not yeah. at the beginning with us. I was pretty close. I think it was like the time after you, like the very rotation, because I think okay. you two went on first, and then I was yeah. shortly after you. Because I, um, I took the class twice, and okay. um, so I think I went on the second time after that. So, yeah, and who was you? Was who was the instructor uh, for the classes? Uh, so the first one I did was with Dave Rockwell, amazing guy, ah, really, really yeah, one, one of my favorite teachers. Yeah, good dude, love it. And then uh, I did the second one with uh, Rachel Garman. Williams. Rachel Garman, uh, who, yes. who not only a great improviser, but a hell of a weightlifter. I mean, she. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's mm-hmm. one, she's also been one of my inspirations for strength and fitness. So shout out to to Rachel. Yeah, that's we used to always talk about the show after that because I used to be in the CrossFit as well. So we'd always be talking back and forth about that kind of stuff. That's like, right. The things and the competitions and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. Oh man. So yeah, it was. It's really fun. I, I yeah. Where is she nowadays? I, I haven't seen. She's around, man. She got married. She she's okay. still she's still lifting. She's still teaching improv, doing stuff with yeah, uh, comedy um, sports in Richmond. I mean, she's Richmond. Oh, Richmond. Okay, she's rocking and rolling. Yeah, that's amazing. She's looking great. Yeah, I feel bad. I'm never on Facebook anymore, so I just you know I, I don't know what <laughs> bad. Yeah, you're not missing much. Believe me. Yeah, I, I oh I know I'm not. That's why I stopped. <laughs> so I didn't realize. So so you're um, so how old were you when we met you? Were you fresh out of college? I mean, I thought oh, I thought you were pretty young. Yeah, so I was, let's see, that was 2013. I graduated, well, I was like 12, 13. Yeah, so that was my first big okay. job. Okay, you were a young pop. Here. Yeah, because I had Tyson and I were like the geezers coming up in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I came out here in 11. I just graduated college in 10. So yeah, yeah. that was probably, that was pretty young, so. Holy yeah. crap, um, we were working with a baby. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I remember when we first met doing, uh, you know, especially at, at Comedy Sports TNG practices, I just got a really good vibe from you. I'm like, this is just a good dude. This is a guy I know I can count on. Like, right off the bat, I'm like, I can play off this guy. He's going to give me stuff to work with. He's also going to save my ass, like I said in the intro. Um, just got a really, a really positive vibe. Um, so that that experience, though, was really amazing because there was a time when, when for our listeners – because comedy sports for the longest time was at the comedy spot in the old in, in the Boston Mall in Arlington, Virginia, basically just outside DC. And there was a time where our group, we were there like every weekend, like almost every Friday, Saturday night. I even took really time away from the theater to focus on this for a few years. Like like almost every weekend we were there. We were like a tribe and just almost like a kind of a second family, just there every Friday and Saturday night, we'd be doing comedy sports. We'd be doing blue show. We'd be pushing to try to work our way up to the main stage and all that yeah, stuff. We'd it be was doing, a, we'd be doing those kids shows. Sometimes the kids shows. Oh my God. Sometimes they're fun, but sometimes they were, they were brutal because oh, it's especially the middle schoolers. I think were the ones that were the rough, the rough crowds. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, it was it was definitely interesting. I, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. It, it really was a toss of a coin. You never knew what you're going to get, especially at the. I mean, you never knew it's improv anyway. But yeah, exactly. You know, especially with especially like the birthday parties. I mean, it was just oh man. I remember this is a funny story. I don't think either of the two of you were there. So <laughs> I came on. I think it was myself. I'm trying to remember who was there. I think Gifford was there. Um, uh, was shout there. out to Gifford Krivak. Yep. Yes, he was another there good improviser. I, I, I'm, I'm blanking who else was there, but someone else was there. 
And so we come on stage, the kids are just, they're like little monkeys. They're like jumping on the walls, they're jumping on the stage, they're like yep. doing all this crazy stuff. Yep. So finally we realized we're, we're, you know, we're not gonna win by getting them to sit in their seats. So we just bring them on stage. And one of the kids, I had this uh, water bottle. It's like one of the really hard plastic ones. Takes my full water bottle, just bam, smacks this other kid just right across the head. I didn't see it coming because, you know, I've got like all these kids running around. And all of a sudden, this other kid just grabs him, just catches him, just whap. I was like, I mean, it's slapstick comedy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, unless they end up in the hospital. Oh my God. Right. How do you respond to that in the middle of a performance? (laughs) I mean, we kind of had to pause it for a minute. And uh, thankfully, the parents were very understanding. Like, they they understood. Like, it wasn't, you know, the kid was fine. It was. He wasn't wasn't concussed or anything. No, nobody was concussed. We're watching him. It was was all good. But, like, I mean, it wasn't good that he got hit. But right, watch. But, you know, it's just, gosh. I mean, was it funny? Did he get a laugh? I mean, that's. (laughs) I mean, we laughed about that afterwards. That's the important part. As long as the audience is laughing. It's all about the the timing. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, in addition to um, being a great player. You also, uh, like myself, you became a host. You were a referee. Yes. We both became referees. We went to Dave Rockwell's referee school, which was fun for guys. And we hosted the Blues Show because I always felt like you were also a really good host. You kind of developed your own style, your your own pace. Your I could actually see you as a game show host. Like, and I mean that in a very <laughs> positive way. And of course, Tice is our game show guru, but I I could definitely see Matt doing some game show work. No, you're not oh, the yeah. first to say that. Yeah, Kathleen yeah. said that. And in fact, uh, my work that I do, I work for a nonprofit now. Uh, we had a special like game show thing, and I was ended up being the host for it. So yeah, yeah you were definitely what? not the first person to say that. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Oh gosh, what did we do? It was um, it was some kind of like trivia thing. Uh, so for a little bit of background, I do for my full time job, you know, stuff I actually get paid for. Um, I do. I work for a nonprofit, and I work in uh, IT security. So yeah. once a month, we have this like IT. Uh, thing where we essentially just give like a presentation, you know, like don't <laughs> click things you're not familiar with, you know, if you get, you know, chain mail, chain mail from grandma, don't open it. Right. Don't click this and that. Here's what not to do. But we like to kind of spice it up. I like to have some fun with it. So we got a team of people to come up all from different departments or we just did they like a little trivia thing or just like, okay, so if you see this, what should you do? That kind of thing. So and it turns out really well that people, yeah, and people are much more receptive to things. You know, they can get involved. They're not just you know being lectured as like, oh, if you do this, oh, they they're lecturing at me. Nobody wants to hear this. But yeah, again, if they can just be interactive with it, I think it definitely sticks a lot better. Now, let me ask you, just to go to the IT thing for a second, are you a hacker? Because I'm trying to find someone who who can hack into Becca's browsing history. I'm really kind of curious to see um, that. I delete my browsing history. (laughs) Just saying. That's one of Becca's reminders at the end of most episodes. Don't forget, delete your browsing history. Delete it. It's important. (laughs) But maybe Matt can uncover it. I don't know. So if you're ever able to do that, let me know. We'll have a little meeting about that. So that'll be fun. Yep. So I mean, Matt, what were like what were some of your favorite games and comedy sports? Oh gosh, I had a lot. So if I was playing um, anything from like a countdown, like anything that required a lot of like running, energy, physicality, um, anything where you had to do like a um, 
got something like a continuation where we've got a team on and then we've got the team off to the side when referee yells switch, we have to switch and get immediately into their physical position. But then of course, if Jay was refing, he'd make us run back and forth. (laughs) Switch. (laughs) Then we get position. switch. Oh shoot. (laughs) We get like halfway back and he'd yell switch again. Like, no, are you kidding me? Uh, I think, I believe it was Anna Bethel. Who's also an amazing improviser. And um, I would love to have her on 101 teacher. Yeah. I believe it was Anna that said comedy is cardio and I've never forgotten yes. it. And I've always taught that to every uh, group that I've ever taught improv to. I was like, remember, come on, everybody, comedy is cardio. Let's go. And I always hear Anna's voice in my head whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. She's, like, she's one of the best. I mean, she's one of the best I've ever known. Amazing. Yeah. I, and just an amazing yeah, I love human. Anna. Every time I get a chance to see Anna, <laughs> you know, if um, sometimes I've seen Anna performing like last time standing, which is out in Percival. I know yeah. um, if I ever get wind that uh, Anna's performing there, I, I'm like, Oh, I gotta be there. Just yeah, absolutely. It, it's great to catch up too. And it's just so much fun. There's so many good memories there. Cause um, fun fact, she started teaching improv 101 um, with Dave Rockwell. That's the same class I took. That was her first yeah. class. So it was, yeah. so it's kind of like uh, we're, we're both starting improv adventures together just that, you know, on slightly different levels, but wait, you know, I, I have to mention this real quick. The fun thing about this podcast is, is Becca is kind of become like an improv student and she's really oh. caught on to it really well. <laughs> no, because we do some improv games sometimes at the end of the show. And I, I keep telling Becca, listen, the next time, and this might actually happen soon. So just a note for all of you, our factory here in Manassas wants to do another improv night. So, oh, fine. If you are on my list, because I told Becca, amazing. listen, you should, you could get on stage with us. You do it on the show. She, she's not afraid to try games. <laughs> she's not afraid to fail. That's I it's think very, a improv. as long as long as we can do dirty versions, because that's all that comes to mind. I'm like penis right. vagina. Like that's that's usually so Becca's Becca's more of a blue shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely am. But one thing, you know, one thing uh, that, that I will say, Matt, is that um, that I think is worth bringing up here is one thing you and Sarah Marsden, a previous guest that we mentioned, um, is uh, you guys were really good at what uh, Liz Demery Bragg, who we mentioned here on this show all the time, the great Liz, you know, who used to run comedy sports in the blue show, the person that got me involved in improv from the Maryland Renaissance Festival. But she talked about in the blue show, try not to go to the dirty, try to take the dirty suggestion like dildo or whatever, and try to make it as clean as you can try to. And like you and Sarah were always really good at coming up with a different spin, which would make it even funnier. Cause for me, like the humor there is the struggle to try to not make it dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's uh, it's something I tell my high school students, you know, I tell them at the very beginning, I said, look, here's the deal. This is G rated stuff. Like, you know, we are a school sponsored activity you know, we have people, we have children in the audience. We have people that yep. have the ears of a child in the audience. So it's definitely a comedy be, sports type of, it's that exactly. kind of environment. Everything's yeah. got to be crystal clean. Like, you know, and we're going to practice that way. We're going to perform that way. And that's the way, that's the way we're going to do it. And the it's, I, it's harder to be clean. I think it's a it more is. of a challenge and more rewarding in some ways, you know. It is. And, and the thing I don't tell them, I haven't had to level with them this much about it, but the thing is like, like you said, I can go on the blue show and I could just go dildo and everybody laughs. <laughs> exactly. See, it's funny. everybody laughs. But the thing is, how much did that, how much creativity did that take on my part to come up with that? Zero. It, yeah. It's cheap. Like you don't right. want to be cheap. You know, you want to be creative. Half the people in there. the audience of the blue show want the outlet to be able to just yell out dildo. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, Tyson and Matt, you guys remember there was a there was a series of blues shows, like several in a row. Our our dear friend uh, Catherine Pegors, who I also want to have on this show, every time she and I had a scene together, there was like several blues shows in a row. We always got the suggestion dildo, and it got to the (laughs) point where we would actually meet before the show and say, "Okay, you know, we're going to get dildo. What else can we do?" And there was one night where I think uh, (laughs) what we came up with is I was like like Daryl the dildo. But I was like the mascot for uh, a tax return help place, you know, like a, a, a firm that helps you with your taxes. But our, our mascot is Daryl the dildo. I can help you with your taxes, too. And and Catherine was like the, the financial person, you know, so it was just trying to be as creative. But actually, it got a good reaction because like this is the most ridiculous thing, but we didn't go straight to it. Mm-hmm. That's great. And every time, you're, even you're now, like, like every time I see Catherine, she'll do like like the jiggling motion to me, <laughs> or she'll on Facebook she'll post like Jello or anything that jiggles because we still oh, get a kick God. out of that. Yeah. Gosh, please tell me in that scene, like you're doing paperwork and you're just handing out pens, but the pens are in the shape of like, oh hey. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I hope so. <laughs> that would have been good. So now you're so you've moved on to teaching improv, which is amazing. Have you? done improv with other groups because uh, now there's not a lot of comedy sports in blue show now because they moved the, to the dc improv it's limited now mm-hmm. have you worked with other groups you know like with the imps with tyson those guys or yeah, I was gonna say i've dabbled a bit here and there um i definitely want to i was really trying to get more into it and then of course covid hit so right. naturally i had to shelve that for a little bit yeah but definitely now that everything is kind of opening a little bit more back up i'm definitely gonna start looking and seeing kind of more what's out there i definitely want to get more into it you know because i realized it's like yeah coaching is a lot of fun but then i realized you know if i'm not growing either then how do i expect to present new things to my students either right so that's and that's definitely something you always got to be you know improving yourself so that way you can be giving on the lessons to them (laughs) as well Absolutely. Now we could talk improv for hours, but I know we're, we're, we're limited on time. You know, we don't want Tice to have to edit like three hours down to an hour 15. I'm sure, he would, especially since he's about to be married, he would much appreciate that. Um, I do want to touch a little bit on two other things I mentioned in the, the intro. And thanks for reminding me about your photography. But first, swing dancing. Is this something you got involved in through Kathleen or vice versa? Or how did this happen? Yeah. So when I met Kathleen, oh, this is actually a great story. You'll love this, Jay. Okay. (laughs) So when I met Kathleen, um, I actually met her at the job I have now. She was temping as the receptionist. And that was her last day was the day that we met. So it was like very much a divine intervention for us to come together and meet. Uh, But yeah, she was the president of her swing dance club at the University of Mary Washington. Mm -hmm. So when we first started, um, you know, kind of talking, dating, uh, she invited me out to a swing dance and, uh, you know, I was doing improv at the time. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not afraid to make an idiot of myself. Yep. So. Swing dancing. How hard can it be? Right. <laughs> yeah. well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I went out there and I yeah. did it. And then when we first started dating, she made this deal with me. She says, okay, tell you what, if you do a swing dance class with me, I will take an improv class with you because, um, Steve and Dave, out in Percival, we're doing a improv class. And now she, the thing so is, this is, is this a uh, Dave Sly, Steve Dave Heaton? Dave Sly and uh, Steve Heaton. Yes. Two more yep, great. Imp- I, I like to give a yep. shout out. Oh. So yeah, these guys are amazing. Yes. Shout out. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Amazing improvisers taught me pretty much everything I know. Yeah. And um, yeah, amazing people. So they were doing that class. And so now Kathleen, 
I don't, I don't know if she knew me well enough, but she obviously didn't know I'm not afraid to make a complete fool of myself. And the yep. first rule of improv is yes. And so it's like, when someone gives you something, you're just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. She didn't expect me to say yes, because everyone up to that point had turned her down. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. She's like, wait, no, no, no. That means I have to do an improv class. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough. And Hey, she's yeah. a trooper. She stuck it out. And she yeah. even did a show at the end. We did a little opening for last time standing. It was so much fun. That's uh, awesome. She will say she was terrified, but she was amazing. You know, I give full props to her. She's absolutely. Incredible. I've told her she should be on stage. I, I can see her doing theater. Doesn't she sing? I, I can see her doing theater. Yeah, I mean, she um, she actually dabbled. Uh, she was the understudy to Hero um, a couple of years ago. When she, I think um, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has definitely dabbled in it. She's a great singer. She she's funnier than I am, and that's like a hidden. Secret and she's also just us. she's a pure soul. That one, yeah. And she, I she I, is. I mean, she she's really better is. Looking than I am, she sings better than I am. She's funnier than I am. I mean, I don't even know why right. you're talking to me. She's talking to her. <laughs> Well, go get her. Yeah, no, just- yeah, go <laughs> get her. Yeah, We're done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Wait at the bar. Wait at the bar. <laughs>okay so, so yeah, you guys- where would you say where would you say that uh swing dancing ranks in terms of workout intensity Ooh, good question Ooh, great question so it depends on the band um it's gonna depend on the song uh but yeah quite a bit i mean you can get about two songs in you'll just be like a puddle of sweat in fact it's <laughs> kind of just known among swing dancers like like you kind of gotta be close to everybody everybody's sweat nobody cares it's just kind of an unwritten rule among us that we're all just gonna be sharing sweat throughout the whole night we just kind of deal with it. I just hate being um, really sweaty in nice clothes. That's yeah, my exactly. only thing. Yeah. yeah. If I got my gym can... stuff on, okay, cool. But in swing dance, you want to look, you want to be dressed to the nines, right? You know? Yeah. A lot of people really get involved with it. Because, I mean, swing dancing um, came about Frankie Manning back in the 1940s. And so a lot of people really get dressed up. Like, they go all out. They do this. They, some do, like, wool suits and the bow ties. What? God, no, no thank you. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's crazy. It's like the, the lengths, but they want to be authentic with it. I'm like, hey, God bless them. They're doing great, great stuff with it. Uh, but yeah, I would never want to do it because uh, the place we go swinging to most often is a place called Glen Echo Park in Glen Echo, Maryland. Yeah. And the Spanish ballroom there has no air conditioning whatsoever. I've, so those summer months. Yeah, exactly. So if you spent more than five minutes in there, it is brutal during the summers. Oof. I mean, it's like it's like you can see the condensation on the windows and everything. That's just it is like it's like a sauna in there. It's gross. Oh wow! But but it's a lot of fun, you know. It, and I always tell people, it's like you know, you'd be amazed how often you know people come into swing dances <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I don't know, I just I don't, I don't yeah. know if I want to. It's like there's no judgment involved at all. It's like, go out there and have fun. There's like so many things that are actually in common with improv. It's like people are coming together. You know, they're, you know, swing dancing is an improvised dance. I mean, there's basic movement, but it's all different. You switch partners, every, everything you do with everybody's different and the songs are always changing. So it's like, it is a lot like improv and there's a lot of overlap to it. Now, was I correct in the intro that you, you guys have won competitions or placed high you've been competitive. So I, I don't know if we've been competitive so much. Um, I, not anything that we've like. Placed I feel like you were in competitions at some point, I, but maybe 
Uh, one thing we did do, so during the uh, swing dances, they do something called a jam where everybody kind of gathers around and then they play like a really upbeat song. And then some people who are look, maybe a little more experienced, they will take center stage and they'll do like aerial. So they'll like flip people in the air. Or they'll do some more advanced movements. We've done a couple of those in the past. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, we haven't really done any competitions. I mean, we're... I don't know about Kathleen, but like I get too much in my head. I'm like, all right, we got to win this. So right. like, the minute competitiveness like best takes, show. <laughs> right, takes foot, then, then it kind of becomes not yeah. fun for me. And if it becomes not fun, then what's the point, you know? So right. I'm very much happy just kind of standing, you know, doing an aerial thing every once in a while, just because it's fun to do. But uh, I mean, probably this... not going to be in a competition anytime soon. I tell you what, you 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 guys won the first dance of the wedding competition because when <laughs> when and, and Melissa and I we were blessed yeah. and honored to be at your your nuptials, and so at your reception, so Tyson Becca they had a big swing band. I think you had a famous swing band singer come over from the UK or something. We did, yeah, uh, so there is a, and they did yeah, this in their in their bride and groom stuff. He Aww. flipped her. I mean, it's the and like Melissa and I are like we did the eighth grade sway thing all right yeah, it's gonna be us me yeah. and okay. so matt has raised the bar we talked about this in pre-production the bar is raised for the two of you for your respective weddings and your first dances it was incredible yeah i mean it, we are the... not going to be trying to compete with that yeah, listen. not gonna happen listen brian and i will do the eighth grade dance it'll be I mean, fine all right totally yeah. fine hey, just like make sure you gotta leave mommy. Leave room for Jesus, right? You, that's that's what you they leave tell room us. for the whole. You leave room for the Holy in, Spirit in, in Catholic school. You know, leave room for Jesus. So that's why you're like that. So, but it, it really was all joking aside. It was it was incredible, especially when you did that flip, and and Melissa's like that was in her wedding dress. I'm like, I know. You know, I mean, just incredible. That is yeah, so, so cool. A couple things on that. It was very interesting. Our um our swing dance teachers. There are a couple called Sue and Gary uh, Kaylee. Uh, they actually do a class where for people that want to do swing dance on their uh, wedding day. So they actually bring in like this improvised wedding dress that the, the female can throw on. And so it gets you used to having a huge dress on. So that way, cause you know, you don't really think about not only these have to not worry about tripping over it, but you've got so much more poof coming out mm-hmm. that you're not used to with a normal yeah. partner. Yeah. So it, it is a lot of fun, but there's definitely some challenges <laughs> to it. It, a lot of really funny things about it. Someone asked me afterwards, like, oh my gosh, did you guys practice that like for months in advance? No, no. What we literally did is we were sitting there ready to go out like five minutes before our first dance. We looked at like, oh yeah, maybe we should figure out our first dance, huh? Oh yeah. All right. Let's do, let's do this, 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 and this. Okay. We're cool. Just Im- you improved a first dance swing dance with a yeah. flip. Oh hell, let's just Pretty do much, it. Yeah. That, yeah let's, exactly why not? <laughs> So, so Tyson, Abby, Becca, and Brian, just right before, just say, hey, just flip no. me. It'll be fine. Then what could go wrong? No, <laughs> Brian, Brian does not dance. So, like, we're right. doing the back and forth steps, and that's fine. <laughs> Babe, do we trust each other or what? Uh, just let me flip you. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I just, yeah, it'll be fine. I got you. Last time I listened to a guy say that in theater, I broke my toe. So like, right, right, yeah. Let's not. And I am patient zero. So like, let's she not, is, Matt. She is. She's COVID is actually her fault. She's patient zero. It's she's my the, fault, y'all. I'll start with Becca because anything. Brother, I hope you're listening. Anything she can get, she will get. I mean, in any she has a whole series of like medical ailments that she's brought up on this show. And oh, no. yeah, I'm just glad she's still on this planet. Jeez, you know. 
<laughs> so Tice, how are we doing on time? I wanted to touch a little bit on photography. Uh, I wanted to just ask real quick. Go so ahead. Who, who is in better shape, a top of the line crossfitter or a top of the line swing dancer? That's a good question. Oh, dear me. Ah, jeez. Okay. Wow. It depends on what the competition is. I'm going to say mean, either way, you're going to, you're going to piss one group off. So oh, yeah, okay, all right. Say, all right. All right. So, so I'm yeah, going to exactly. shift the question. Who's going <laughs> to do better? A crossfitter attempting to swing dance or a swing dancer attempting to crossfit? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. I'd like to think that a swing dancer doing crossfit probably would do pretty well. And the reason I say that is because if you are used to doing aerial lifts, it's actually a lot of the same forward movement as like Olympic weightlifting. Cause you know, if you're taking your partner and like one of the things we did is just a basic frog jump, which is just where you take her and you just launch her in the air straight up. I mean, it's real. All you're doing is you're doing a squat and a launch up. So you're just kind of that. I mean, that's really all you're doing. It looks fancier than it is. I mean, spoiler alert, <laughs> there's, just, you know, there's a lot of just movement that is done that actually goes kind of hand in hand with Olympic weightlifting. Cause a lot of it's like the flips are just like, Oh, okay. I just do that. Oh, that's a very similar thing. Do I do when I do a deadlift or a clean or whatever yeah. else that is? Yeah. So I would think that a swing dancer doing CrossFit would probably do a little bit better than a CrossFitter doing swing dancing, but who knows, oh, you know, that's those CrossFitters are multi-talented. So I, you yeah, know, the, it doesn't surprise me if they could actually just, you know, go out there and just start throwing people around and start doing amazing steps. That wouldn't. Well, listen, Be- Becca does a lot of yoga and I figured that that could play into how she does her first dance of Brian. There's got to uh, be well, no. yoga things you can use, you know. I don't know about that. I'm not yeah. sure. I've always, side note, I've always wanted to do uh, swing dancing, but I've never known. Oh, well, I know about Glen Echo in, uh, yes. in Maryland. That's yeah. like the closest. I live in Warrington, so like I'm, oh, okay. I'm far removed from everyone. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I've always wanted to try it because I love that style of clothing. I love that dance. I think it's, I think it's just such a almost not like a lost art form, but I feel like it's not many people do it. And when you find right. someone who does, who does do it, you're like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> it, it's, it's so much fun. You get to meet new people. And the thing is like, even if you have no idea what you're doing, they do a beginner lesson right at the beginning. So oh, it, nice. it's like, yeah. So, you know, at least the basic steps going into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, if you like people, generally they have a pretty good idea if you're new. So like, <laughs> honestly, people like, I love grabbing new people. Like, Hey, come on, let's go have some fun. Let's do this. So, Are you, let me ask you real quick, Matt. Are you familiar with the, uh, a local group called the silver tones? Yes. Silver tones of swing. Yes. Yeah. Cause our, our, our friend, uh, Becca and myself, uh, Laura Mills is one of the singers and I actually know oh, a few cool. of the musicians there too. And actually we went to see one of their outdoor performances recently yes. in Manassas. Oh, Manassas, and, and yes. And a lot of swing dancers. I kept thinking, man, Matt and Kathleen should come out. Yes. And we were going to go to that, and it, it just slipped our minds. We totally forgot about oh, it. Gosh, so, oh, gosh. So we almost, been, we would have run into oh, each other. Oh, now I feel even worse that we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to do that sometime. I think I think it'd be fun to try at some point, too. Melissa and I have talked about that. It just looks like, because I'm definitely a mover, not a dancer, even though I do musical theater. But I feel like, the, the, the steps are doable for someone like me, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you do just like a basic East Coast swing, it's literally just, you know, step this way, step this way, and then you rock step on the back foot. Simple. Like when I did like, Am's Family, I didn't think I could tango. Um, but I, I was able to do I had a good choreographer. Shout out to Gretchen Lamb, who's our choreographer for Sweeney Todd. Um, 
Yeah, and, and the, the the woman always has it tougher, I think, in that kind of a dance. But you know, but still, she made it look like I could tango. So yeah, it's it's also I think having a good teacher, you know, that comes into play. Do you guys teach this at all? Do you teach swing dance in addition to teaching improv or? You know, we have taught, um, we taught aerials down at University of Mary Washington's. Like I mentioned before, Kathleen was the, um, was the president of the swing club. So word kind of went down the grapevine a little bit that we do teach some aerials. So we've done that a couple of times. Okay. Uh, we've gone down there. Haven't so much last couple of years, but that's definitely something we've done. And it, it was really, really fun. One year we did there at, I think it was right before their multicultural fair. We went down there, we taught a quick lesson. And then sure enough, they went on stage and a couple of them did a couple of the moves we had just taught them an hour mm. before. So it's really fun seeing that come alive. That's when you know you're a, you're a good teacher. Well, Mr. Tice, how are we doing on, on time? We're I, at an hour. Okay. Do we have a little time to touch on photography? And I want to, I don't know if Becca has any questions to chime in with. She's got Echo. I do have Echo. Sorry. She was giving me a look like, that's okay. She's, she's oh, adorable. you were talking about Glen Echo Park and she thought you were. Oh, she knew. <laughs> she knew. She's probably like, Mom, put me down so I can hack up something else. Yeah, just, <laughs> uh, just the lightest, most delicate touch on photography then. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. please. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, Kathleen's an amazing woman. She gets me involved in swing dancing. I get her involved in improv. She also, uh, as a wedding present, buys me a camera for as one of our wedding gifts. And the thing is, like, I'd always kind of dabbled in the photography. I always wanted to do it. But the thing was, you know, the price point was kind of too high to get a professional DSLR camera. And I didn't want to be one of those people I'd spend a bunch of money on and like, you know, take a couple big drinks. Like, eh, this is fun, but not for me. But uh, thankfully, I was able to get that. And um, yeah, throughout the years, I've been, yeah, I've been doing things just like, you know, portrait sessions, families, done a couple of weddings during the last couple of years. Really enjoyed that. But I think within the last year or so, um, I've just really opened up to kind of combining the swing dance element and doing like vintage style photography, where it's like, you know, the, the 1940s, 50s dress alike. We, you know, with Kathleen's help, uh, she helps me with styling, with makeup. She's doing hair and everything for it. Uh, so we like we grab a lot of our vintage friends and we just like, hey, you want to get dressed up and go do a photo shoot? And they're like, OK, sweet. And so that is where Siren Vintage Photography was born. That is just a blog site that I have up. It has two posts right now. Um, but and they are oh, two nice. shots that I've done over the summer and um, so, so much fun doing them. Very, very involved process. It's not like you can just show up and shoot, but like I mean, you got to plan <clears> outfits, you got to plan makeup, hair, you got to plan you know, make sure that the dress sizes all match each other, things like that. So having a lot of fun doing that and coming up on the autumn, um, have a couple projects coming up with that. So hopefully you're going to do a nice little apple picking shoot for the fall. going to be a lot of fun. Just got a dress in that was a 1940s. So. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. So are you, are you on Instagram at all, or is there, there are places online where people can see your photography work? Yeah. So two main places, uh, one's on Instagram. It's at uh, siren vintage photo. And then, um, website is sirenvintagephoto.com. And, uh, so sirenvintagephoto.com is where the main blog is. That's where I write out, you know, all the stories and everything. That's where the main passion lies. And, you know, it's one of those things where I launched it and I was kind of like, you know, I, I could go the route of, I could see if I could try to monetize this, but I'm like, you know what? let's leave it as a blog. Let's leave it as a passion project. Let's leave it as something that's really, really fun. And that really makes it all the more enjoyable. Excellent. Excellent. Oh my God. You're the one that started following me on Instagram. 
I was like, who is this? I was like, who is this photographer? Who is this weirdo? Who is this? I didn't know because I've had like other photography people follow me because of like my cosplay and stuff. But I was like, who is this person? But like, cool, thanks. (laughs) He's not up in your. uh, He's not up in your DMs, is he? No, he is not. Yeah, no, Matt's a good dude. He's not gonna. He's not gonna roll up in your DMs, but he's gonna follow you. And you should follow him. I I am now. <laughs> well, Matt, this has been an amazing conversation. Again, like so many of our guests who are super talented that and involved in so many things, we could talk for hours. We'll definitely have to have you back. But are you ready to play for a game? I believe you requested. Let's make a match. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, we're not going to play asthma or herpes. <laughs> Oh my god! That's for the midnight show we're gonna do later. So we got comedy oh, sports right. and we got the blue show. Um, so, so Tice. Well, first, Becca, give us a, a segue into the game. Um, boobies! Yay! See, Matt, <laughs> I, I try to, I try to, we try to keep her toned down, but you just, you know, I just, mean, just can't hold her back. We're the two, we're the two butts, you know. Can't I mean, put we're, lightning in a bottle. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> Let me see if I could do my best uh, Don Pardo. So it's time for another exciting episode of Between Two Butts. Let's make a match. (laughs) So this is our version for our listeners who are new. And for you, Matt, this is our version of the match game. So I'll let Tice explain what's about to happen. All right. So Jay has written some questions and I've written some questions. But one of the words in the question is a blank. I think what we're all going to do is, uh, I guess, since Matt is the guest, he's going to give his guess for what should be filled in the blank. While me and Becca secretly write down how we fill in the blank. And if he matches either of us, then he gets a point. So I think, and if I remember correctly, do we reveal our answers first and then he reveals what his answer is no he matches Matt, Matt will do his answer it's the other way okay okay mm-hmm. gotcha okay all right so and uh becca if you have questions if you came up with any feel free to throw those in otherwise tyson and i i think have plenty between us i was gonna say i unfortunately normally have questions for this but i did not this time i'm That's sorry okay. Okay. if you think of one though feel okay. free to throw it out so yeah okay so mr matt first question yes. Okay, and a lot of these, I'll, I'll admit, mine are all uh, Jay, Matt, Tice, or Becca-centric. I like to personalize these things a little bit. Tice probably has right. the more traditional type of questions, but we'll see. Um, okay, so first question. Becca has decided her next cosplay should be a religious figure, so she will be cosplaying blank. What the hell? So Becca has decided her next cosplay should be a religious figure. <laughs> so she will be cosplaying blank. And we got the live music. I love it. Written by our very own Matthew Scarborough. Yeah. Oh, Jay. You're going to give me in trouble, man. I have a kind of life. <laughs> You're going to give me so much trouble for this. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have mine. Ready. You don't have to actually write these I have mine. I have mine. All right, second on this one. Hang on. Yeah, that's right. You got time. Religious figures. Just like, oh man, how much could could do here? It's like any answer incriminates me. (laughs) It really does. Why did you do this to me? (laughs) And then when Kathleen listens to this, she's like, I knew it. I knew he was going to go there. (laughs) 
All right, so Becca has decided her next cosplay should be a religious figure, so she will be cosplaying blank. So, Matt, what say you? You know, if we're talking... (laughs) Oh, gosh. If we're talking religious figures, I cannot incriminate myself too, too much. I just want to say that I always held Jay Tilly in the highest, godliest of esteem, so I think Becca should absolutely cosplay as a godly Jay. Wow. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think I'd hear that. Wow. Oh, okay. I think, I think Jay good. would make an amazing inspiration for you, Becca. I can't so wait to see that. Yeah, I want to see Becca do this. Mm. Sounds pretty good. Okay. I, I guarantee nobody matched that, but I, I just want to I know. Uh, I mean, let's, I did, let's, you never I know. I did the wrong thing. As a, as a match game celebrity, you're supposed to try to think of what the contestant would say and try to match the contestant. Right. I went and thought of what I thought Jay would say, knowing that Jay wrote this question about <laughs> Becca. And knowing oh, that Jay no. wrote this question about Becca, I said Mary Magdalene. Oh, okay. I, mean, I can see her. I, I can see that. Actually, yeah, that's fair. Becca should play her in JCS and Jesus Christ. Oh, Christ thank Christ you. Sunday. That would be a oh. fun role. Okay, so so Becca, what what did you say? So not a match there, but that's okay. <laughs> I said Mary Magdalene. I oh, immediately oh. thought of Mary Magdalene. Sorry, I know. <laughs> I matched I'm you. I'm not supposed I'm, to match you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Although God, no, that's uh, that, really those are good answers. Now, I, I went in a little bit different direction because religious okay. figure can be wide. I said she's going yeah. to cosplay Kenneth Copeland, the television. Oh, uh, that's a good <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh, the wind of God. Yeah, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. So, so good. No it's matches so there. So like, I could also see like a Joel Osteen or something, too. Ooh, I, that yeah, would be good. There you the go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good so Becca, one. you've got a lot of options now. <laughs> I know. Oh, now I can be like big personality, very, very happy, just like way too happy for your own good, despite <laughs> all the terrible things that are being said around you. It's like it's okay. It's, it's okay. fine. <laughs> so now this next question is um, is Matt centric? Uh, oh boy! If his swing dancing, improv, and photography careers do not work out, <laughs> Matt McDermott could always make it as a blank. <laughs> That's like plan D. So if his swing dancing improv, photography careers, all that stuff doesn't work out, he could always make it as a blank. I thought all that was my plan B. I know. I was like, wait a second. Wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy the music. Take your time. No, No rush on this. I've got mine. Got mine. Mine. Yeah, I think I've got it. I think I got it. Again, I, I don't, it's Matt centric, and we're also thinking what would Matt try to match what Matt would say. Yeah. See, see here's the thing. I, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know. Like, there's only one thing I can think of, and I don't uh-huh. know if any of you are gonna match me, but that's okay. I, I like to just. I feel good about my answer, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm feeling good about don't. my answer just based on what Matt's Matt's saying. I mean, I tried to. I, I tried to be. I tried to be very flattering. I said that he would try to make this a Chippendale dancer. Ooh! <laughs> now, do, is one. that? Do we want to reveal ours first, and then he reveals his? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. I said that he he could always make it as a hedgehog whisperer. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Aww, hedgehog, hedgehog whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. I said that he could always work at an ice cream place because who doesn't love ice cream? Oh, <laughs> was, that was my answer because that's what I'd want to do. Okay. I need all the ice cream. I'm but sorry. now the, the moment of truth. 
That does not <laughs> match Matt's. I was going to say, Becca was the closest. So I've actually joked with Kathleen that if everything does fall apart, um, I would actually get a job with my place that I love to go to most often, Chick-fil-A, as a delivery driver for Chick-fil-A. So that would be oh, wow. my okay. plan C. <laughs> slash. Well, they have, they have milkshakes. Life, so. They do have milkshakes. They have so ice there we go. We could count that. I mean, uh, yes. Tice is our judge. He's the so game show's judge. It was Chippendale instead of Chippendale. I should have thought about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. Ding. Okay, so one point. One point I for got, Matt. I got it. He's not really playing against anyone. So, Tice, let, let's shift to you. Let's go to one okay. of your questions. All right, so I was I came up with this just on the fly while we were talking about photography. So this yep. is uh, a match game staple is dumb Dora questions, although they decided to be a little <laughs> bit less sexist about it and make it dumb, dumb Donald sometimes. <laughs> I went with dumb Donald. So here's my question. Dumb Donald was so dumb. How dumb was dumb he? Was he? Oh, sorry. <laughs> when his oh, photography teacher told him to try a long exposure, Donald blanked the teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> and though, the, the way that Tice did that, that's classic match game style. Yes. Quite, yeah. He's actually doing this correctly. I'm, I'm, I'm mucking it up. Um, so to recap that question, dumb Donald was so dumb when his photography teacher told him to try a long exposure, Donald blanked the teacher. Oh, I got it. Blank. Yeah, I think I got it. <laughs> all right. We all ready then? I'm, I'm yeah. still, I'm still marinating. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of what Matt would say. This is what I'm focusing on. <laughs> Okay, I've got it. Okay. I think Matt and I, I feel like we're in sync telepathically. I, I, I hope nice. so. I, I yeah, think I, this, this is probably going to be the closest we'll ever be, Jay. Okay, let's do it. it. All, All right. right. So I'm saying mine first? All right, I think we go first, right? Yeah, we go first. Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. so Becca. I said that he flashed the teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Tice? I, I also said, and I wasn't trying to make a photography pun but flashed i said this i said <laughs> okay that i thought we were in sync <laughs> listeners that was double middle fingers yeah yes. okay for right. our listeners at so, home what was it Matt? i think i did not match the upright i mean we're talking about long exposure we obviously got to be talking about flash okay yes. I mean, that what? makes sense that makes total sense yes, <laughs> so Another two, two points, points. Two more points for Matt. Yay! Between the uprights. Yeah. Hey. I, guess, I, guess if we're, I guess now one point for Tice, two for Becca, right? If we're, I don't know yeah, how we're doing like this. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Tice, do you have another one or you want I me do, to pick? I do have one other one. Go ahead. So this is, I think, in the class, classic uh, match game style of possibly problematic questions, but I don't think this is really very bad at yeah. all. So the... Uh, the Italian restaurant and the Jewish deli merged. And now instead of spaghetti and meatballs, they serve spaghetti and blank. Oh, no. What could go wrong? So, okay, so say that one more time. All right. The, the Jewish Italian, deli? Okay. The Jewish deli and the Italian restaurant merged. Okay. And now instead of spaghetti and meatballs, they serve spaghetti and blank. Ha <laughs> ha!
I'm not sure if I'm gonna get the term quite right, but I okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Marinating s'more. All right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. So Is spaghetti um, involved. Let's let's start with let's start with Jay then. Well, I because <laughs> I was trying to think of Jewish terms. The one that kept coming <laughs> to mind was um was it the you remember the was it the class that rock and the cast ball is that the word. Rock the Casbah. Casbah. Rock that's, the Casbah. That's, so that's spaghetti and Casbah. Spaghetti okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that a food? That's not a food. Is it? Or, or, or spaghetti and armadillo. It's the, the armadillos Caspar in the video. <laughs> yes, that's the word I thought of. Oh Come God. with me to the Casbah. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is. What about you guys? <laughs> Um, I thought of spaghetti and kosher sausage. Okay, that sounds good, actually. <laughs> that's, that I think that would fit. That's perfect fit. I feel like it yeah. is, especially you know Jewish food. Right. Sometimes you know they need to be kosher. Yeah. All right. I'm not so sure that I nailed the inflection hard enough. Maybe I should say. I, maybe I should have said instead of spaghetti and meatballs, <laughs> they serve spaghetti and. Matzo balls. I almost oh, said, I almost yes. said, oh, oh dang my it. So that, that was your answer, Matt. Yes. That was my answer. And that was Matt's answer. Yep. So yep. Ding, 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 ding. Good job, guys. <laughs> well, All I was right. I'm like, Matzo balls. So, I, I couldn't remember if that was the right reference or uh, so. Aren't they like right. rice? Aren't they rice balls? I feel like I've had them before. They're no, good, they're, right? they're made out of matzo flour. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I feel like I've had them right. before. Oh, you Oh, yeah, chef's kiss. Yeah. They're, so, they're, do do yeah, we have time for a couple more? Yeah, I want to hear more of yours, Jay. So let's do it. How about you, you want to try it? This is a, this is a two blanker. I have. Oh, no. Oh, boy, okay. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Jay just got a new Cobra tattoo on his left arm. Wow. Yes. And he has decided his next tattoo should be a tattoo of blank and put right on his blank. <laughs> So my next tattoo is going to be a blank, and it's going to be put on my blank. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Music. <laughs> <laughs> and even I have to think about this. You I don't really have an so answer. You were so thrown off by the question. <laughs> so let's take it, because I have to think I'm about this, too. I'm, I'm going to have the body part. Down. That's the problem. I'm thinking yeah. that I have to think about what would, what would Matt say. Try to imagine Matt, so... Tattoo a blank on my blank. You know, I'm trying to think of what you'll say, and I have no idea. <laughs> in the match game, sometimes Charles Nelson Riley would write a long answer that he had to use multiple cards for, and I think that's gonna be me. Oh, perfect! I think I'm ready. Okay, I think I think I, I think I know. I, I think I got it. I don't know. Again, okay. I don't know if anybody's gonna match me on this. So I hope they we'll do. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. 
Okay, so, so all right, let me go first, and I'm gonna yeah. try. I'm gonna try to do Charles Nelson Riley for this. Okay. So for my answer, <laughs> I have that Jay Tilly got a tattoo of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's swollen testicles on his testicles. <laughs> I, I think that's I'm I'm confident that's a match with what Matt. That's, that's the win. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> dr- my drop. That's it. Oh, Lord, that's a good one. And it's a great voice. You nailed the voice. Too. That was good. <laughs> All right, Rebecca. Okay, so um, I was inspired by Steve-O from Jackass. So I think you'd get your name literally written your name on your butt cheek. <laughs> so you can tell someone I have your name tattooed on my ass. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm getting my name tattooed on my ass? No, you just get the phrase, your name. Your name. Your name. Yeah, I, got it. And okay. you tell anyone, okay. hey, yo, I got your name tattooed on my butt. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's funny. Uh, I'm going to, I said, <laughs> I'm going to get a, a tattoo of a middle finger and, and it's going to be on my neck. So whenever <laughs> I'm walking away from someone, they'll see this. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I hate to I, It always you, comes back I to the middle finger. walk away. It's okay. I didn't win. I know. I'm sure one of us matched Matt here. We'll see. Okay, so I will say, Jay, you had a partial match. I actually had two (gasps) answers, but then I changed it the last second. So I said that Jay is going to get two middle fingers on each of his arms. Oh! Oh, a partial. (laughs) Sun's out, bird's out, right? (laughs) Yeah, maybe a quarter Z's there. But then my first my first thought initially is like actually I could see Jay do this. I would say that Jay should get a pinup girl, like a 1940s pinup girl, like right on his chest. So just it's like closest (laughs) to my heart, right here. I love it. Sorry, Melissa, we don't mean to uh, (laughs) I don't don't know if Melissa would be okay with that. She'll look like she's constantly standing in weeds. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of hair. So, Tice, we have time for one more. One Let's last do one. one more. One more, okay. One more. For the road, um, this one involves Kathleen. Oh, uh, <laughs> much love to her. When Matt McDermott asked Kathleen to marry him, she accepted on one condition that he never steal her blank. <gasps> So when Matt asked Kathleen to marry him, she said, I'll marry you on one condition that you never steal my blank. Well, I know for sure what would be my answer. So that's the one we go with. <laughs> but what so. is Matt going to say? I don't know. We have to anticipate Matt. I have to think about this too. Love that music. Thank you, Matt Scarborough. I don't know if it's what Matt's gonna say, but I, I have. I'm gonna stick. With, I'm gonna stick with my original answer. Yeah. Okay. Good jive in music. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Slap of the bass. Yeah. Slap of the bass, man. <laughs> oh, is that Paul Rudd? Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> Matt's he's being. I like Matt's really thinking about this. He's like really zoned in. He's like, yeah, I know. He's I got this. Really, okay. He's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I can go first if you want me to. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
When Matt asked Kathleen to marry him, she accepted on one condition that he never steal her underwear. Oh. Uh, yep. Not what I had in mind. Okay. <laughs> not quite. Darn. Ah, can't believe it. Although I'm sure that, I'm right? sure it's tempting. I'm sure it's tempting, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna kill this man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I wouldn't blame her. Yep. <laughs> Okay, what about you guys? Becca? Um, oh, I said, I, I feel like this would be for anyone. Um, I will accept as long as you don't steal my food. Ooh, yeah, oh, my that's, gosh, that's right. I almost, I, I almost <laughs> went right. that way. I almost said that. <laughs> because... Yes, yes, food from the pantry specifically. That you I'm, just, I'm just uh, saying uh, it's very important. Brian knew that I love steak and cheese subs in the first when we first started dating. He does this to his friends or their friends will do it to each other where they'll take bites at each other and be like, oh, first bite. And I ripped him <laughs> a new one when he did that to mine because no. I love my food. Um, uh, uh, anyway, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> Go ahead, Tice. I'm sorry. All right, Tice. So my, my, my answer was a lot more in Jay's vein. I thought more uh, she made him promise that he not steal her vintage swing dancing wedding dress. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one, too. I mean, sometimes although you want to feel really pretty. I was going to say, although, to be fair, I probably would steal that for a photo shoot and she wouldn't mind. So that would. Uh, right, right. That, that is that true. Would, that would probably work out. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> yeah. So funny story about that. We were dating. I think it was um, we had she uh, had to actually start labeling her food. Even when she was over at my house, like she would buy things for herself. She had to put like Kathleen in big letters. And uh, I remember there was a box of peanut butter crunch that we bought when she first, we first got married and she just put Kathleen, no mats allowed. Just like straight and Sharpie right across it. Oh my God. Just to like late. Cause I mean, yeah, I slipped up a couple of times on that one. And that is uh, something that you just, you don't do. You just don't do that. Yeah. It's extremely, it's important. Yeah, Mm. it it very much is. I really had to learn that the hard way. So I'm glad I learned my lessons and it hasn't been an issue since. Oh, so I, think, uh, I think Becca, you had the most matches. I think, <gasps> right? But I think, I think Matt so. wins. Matt I think wins you did. I think I had zero. <laughs> it's I okay. One. I think I think I never win. So yay! And I yes. think Matt won. You have to do the I win. I win. Yeah, I did it. Well, Matt, this has been some fun, but the yeah, party's absolutely. over. Turn out the lights. But I do want to thank you again for coming on and being such a fantastic guest. I hope we get to all do some improv together in person very, very soon. I'm actually working on that, so I'll definitely be in touch about that. We definitely want to have you back. Uh, let's have you start out with uh, closing thoughts. Any closing thoughts you may have? Um, so, you know, it's kind of funny. I didn't uh, get too much in this, but when I was uh, first starting doing improv, we were back in TNG. Uh, there was a lot of life shift happening. There's a lot of like things that were happening all at once. Like I lost a mm-hmm. relationship. I lost a job. I lost a place to live like all within a two month span. God, and it's uh, like a know, country song. Yeah, pretty much. Like you were living, the, you were living a country song, basically. Yeah, and- I lost my truck. I lost my dog. Hell. <laughs> I lost my dog. Yeah. I lost everything that was dear to me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know like we're it's laughing at matt's pain <laughs> yeah right i know that's most comedy do. Uh, lol yeah. <laughs> yeah, most people including myself most people do 
Um, but, you know, one of the things I, I took from that, it was like one of the big things I learned in improv. It's like, you know, just because something is right now doesn't mean it'll always be. And there's always going to be something better on the other side. And, you know, you may have to take a couple twists and turns to get there, but you will be on a better side. And honestly, you're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, that is where I was supposed to be the whole time. That's that's great. That's way better than anything I thought of. So mm-hmm. that's that also applies to improv as well, because a lot of times you might go out there with an idea and it gets totally rocketed and swayed back and forth and everybody walks away and is like, oh, wow, none of us came, but that was so cool. Like, so life is just a big improv scene. You never know what's going to happen. You just got to say yes and hang around for the ride. Right. Exactly. That's great. That's great. Yes. And all right, Becca, you get to try to top that. No, that was, that was really good though. Um, (laughs) I Her closing thoughts could be like boobies. Yeah. Uh, which are always fun. Um, yes. So uh, I, I don't really, ha- I had Taco Bell today and that was really exciting. Also, I've had the past three days off. So um, take the time to yourself, boys and girls, and or however you want to identify yourself as. Take the time to just do something for yourself and treat yourself and treat always, yourself. Yeah, treat yourself and always <laughs> choose kindness above anything else. Unless that person's being a dick. Right. And then you can say whatever you <laughs> want to them. Slam. Dang it. Yeah. Slam. And that's my final thought for Friday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so, Mr. Tice, closing thoughts for you, and then I'll do my closing thoughts and take us out while you prepare Ms. the closing theme. Mr. Tilly, I just saw you adjust your glasses, and I have to say I'm very, 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 very disappointed to <gasps> have noticed that you used your index finger. Oh. <laughs> a missed opportunity. Good call, shame. sir. Good call. Good call. So... Well, my, my closing thought is um, you guys are twice the podcast oh! of every other podcast. <laughs> there it he is. He did it. He did it. Sorry, Bro, you can, see. Can, you, can you say that again? I was, uh, okay. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get you there. The boys are back. They're the boys back. are back in town. Well, listen, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of our listeners nationwide and around the globe, including... Africa. We finally got yeah, we did not it. one, we but did two combos from Kenya. Oh. So now, you know, we bless the rains down in Africa, and yep. we finally have our first downloads from the great continent of Africa. Thank you so much. So now we've been downloaded on every major continent around the world in 44 of the 50 states plus Washington, D.C. We've greatly surpassed. 1,500 downloads as of this recording. We're coming up on 1,600 downloads. It's just incredible how many uh, listeners we have beyond just friends and family because I I don't know people like in those parts of the world. So whoever you are, (laughs) thank you. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Between Two Butts with the number two. On Twitter, Between Two Butts with the two spelled out. Please pass us along to your friends, family, colleagues, and most importantly, your enemies because as you've heard, listening to us is a form of torture. Once again... I've been Jay Tilly. With me as always, Becca Harney, our very special guest, Matt McDermott. And and shout out to Kathleen McDermott for putting up with him. And, uh, of course, (laughs) she's the true champion, let me tell you. Yeah, she really is. And Kathleen, please, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. Uh, First of all, my apologies. Secondly, please continue to pray for me because I I need all the help I can get. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, of course, Mr. Tice Rusty, if you're really daring, Tice Rust. Okay, giggle putts.
<laughs> hey, so, so Matt, Matt, can you can you say that? Can you say Tise roast? Can you do that with roast? your R's? I, I can't roll my R's. No, you can't do it. Okay, no. that's why Tice I've doesn't like that. To. I can't do it though. Oh no, I cannot. I I totally understand. I can't do it either. Yeah, it's Becca, fair. you do it. Tise roast. Roast. It reminds me of Don't bring me down. Roast. <laughs> really you can't say the word chicharrones without rolling your R's in because otherwise it just sounds really plain. It's just, uh, I, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I do it actually. You know, there's a way you do it. It's like, the, remember the Gizmo song in Gremlins? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. <laughs> okay, that's enough. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye. Oh, that was terrible. You guys all suck.